everyone, I'm Izzy Wilds and welcome to Hot Stuff, where we discuss current hot topics that we think deserve your attention. From social issues to popular culture, we'll be keeping you up to date on relevant and unique trauma-related content every Tuesday. Now, for today's episode of Hot Stuff, we will be carrying on our conversation on beauty standards. So last week, uh, Sharon and I got into various aspects of unrealistic beauty standards in Taiwan and also how that compares to in the UK and the US. Now, we're going to start off by Sharon's going to be sharing a memory from when she was younger. And we get more into kind of diet culture and these fad diets that people feel pressured to follow. We'll also be getting into some other stuff about discussing the difference between the terms curvy and fat and some of the difference in language used when it's in um, Mandarin Chinese you turn Taiwan and then in, in English so keep listening I remember when I was in high school no junior high school say 14 ish I, I used to be so obsessed with, you know, I have to look skinnier. I'm not glistening out loud enough because of mm-hmm. what I learned from, you know, s- social media and just the society. And it's so, I remember ah, a, a vivid example was, I remember for my peers in junior high school and high school, they are always on a diet. They always say that I have to be on a diet. I'm on a diet right now. One of my closest friends then, she she always says, oh, I cannot eat another bowl of rice anymore. I cannot eat drinkless anymore because I need to be on a diet. I need to. But girl, we, we were just 14, 15. Yeah. We are still growing. And and just how is it just a symptom of, of this problem of why, you know, we have to be, you know, so again, it's like uh, for, for different genders, but just why this sort of standard is really so harsh. Mm. On, on you know younger women yeah. yeah let's talk more about diet culture mm. because that is a pressure that pretty much stems across cultures and countries yeah you know the the, the weight thing and um there was i remember there was a, a phase where like kim kardashian mm. went through a phase of this like promoting it was like some kind of like lollipop or you know weight basically if you have these like sweets or stuff like you won't be hungry and there was a bit of a phase where you know people with followings were promoting these unhealthy products for you know some money to their followers to be like oh you'll you'll get skinny you'll lose weight if you like buy these products basically and i think that's so harmful and especially yeah as an influencer because you have to know that you know with a following you do have such an impression on the people that are following you and many young people are following Mm. you so it's like uh, yeah i don't i remember it's uh, even though it's not from the same celebrity, but you know, when I was a teenager, I remember friends are just, uh, especially um, yeah, women just comparing. Like, oh, I tried this diet and that diet, and uh, I, I really felt like I'm losing more weight. But it's just a conversation among young people in their teen teenage years. It's mm-hmm. it's really sad. Yeah, the the only thing that kids should focus on is just growing healthy and eat healthy. And yeah, yeah, and I, and I think as well. I think I've seen a few people discuss this that when you do grow older as well, you think how crazy you were to think that your young self was like too fat or yeah. ugly or whatever yeah. because you know it's, you might even start gra- having to grapple with health problems and you realize that actually just being healthy and having a body that works yes is like the most important thing so much more especially you know I- i've been through surgery and many things it's just really i, I- i'm so grateful for my body and I, I, I would feel like you feel similarly. It's just, it's so amazing. We can mm. run and climb stairs. We can record a radio show and, you know, sit here. Beauty Sanders has 
a huge influence on how we think about ourselves and especially for younger people so i really just hope i know the listenership for hot steps for the younger as well so mm-hmm. you know just as long as you're healthy and happy that is the most important thing mm. we talked briefly about advertising stuff let's talk more about the advertising industries in taiwan and like fashion media would you say that they are representative or like inclusive of how the majority of Taiwanese people actually look? I would say the short answer is um, <laughs> it could be better. So no. Yeah. I remember I was telling Itamar the other day that I saw an ad on the metro. It's for, I think, I forgot cosmetics or something. Anyway, there's a picture of a, wow, I'd say, I don't know, attractive looking person. And the slogan went something like, don't tell me natural is beautiful. I don't want that. It's something <sighs> like that. What? And I just feel like, oh, they? I cannot swear. I almost swear. <laughs> I strongly dislike that. I'm so disappointed. But again, I like I shouldn't let the ad you know rile me up so much. But I'm just so disappointed. And there was I think the image was like a I think plastic surgery or some cosmetics. It's like a, a doctor wearing like a right ro- robe and a, mm. not a younger person probably identify identify herself as a woman. Just you know this is not good enough. You know you come to us, we make you better. And it's just so disappointing. And honestly. If I may say so, disgusting. Mm. Stop it. We need to stop that nonsense. And just, I'm just looking at the ad, and usually also I don't wear makeup, and I just feeling my natural state in a way. I just feel, you know what? I don't need you. I feel good. But it's really good that you have that sense of, you know, self worth, and you know that. But yeah, just picture what if it's a teenage person seeing that? It's like, oh, so my hair is not pretty enough. My my eyes should look like that. Mm. It's it's so sad. And no, and also so many products that you you also notice that feature like how they could make your skin brighter, more fairer. Yeah, a lot of beauty products here, or even just like skincare, have like whitening like ingredients in it that will be like, oh, like I remember trying to look for some kind of like moisturizer or something that didn't have oh yeah this will make your skin whiter or like you know those kind of things on it i mean like no i don't want any no, of that i just yeah. want i want a standard like and also product. one thing is funny that some companies they probably didn't hire i don't know good enough translators so the english um, <laughs> translation that they chose is so probably borderline <laughs> racist but we know they don't mean it that way mm. but it's just that some of yeah. the terms mm, and then not good back to the ads you know it reminds me that there was actually an ad that went viral and I don't think it was too long ago. So we're still talking about, you know, in, in a more open and inclusive kind of like society, I would say, in terms of advertising and things. But it was this ad in London. It was like around on the tube and everything. And it was advertising diet pills. And it was about saying that, oh, like basically take these and you'll get your dream summer body. Ugh. And it was a picture of like a woman's like abs. And the good thing that happened out of it was it got absolutely slandered on social media good so it kind of yeah it kind of went viral and people were like in today's age this is not an acceptable thing you need to get over that to be yeah yeah, right let's talk more about like the role that social media has because it can be a good thing and it can be also be a bad thing so like here i just said you know the example of now people can tweet about an ad that is bad so the good thing about social media is it holds people accountable now like Mm -hmm. brands have to be super careful about what they're putting out which i think is good because we have this extra level of reflection like they need to sense of community yeah right yeah they need to basically self-check themselves that is this going to be harmful whatever even if they're not genuine about it they have no choice people aren't going to stand for it and i really hope more companies in taiwan they do that 
Yeah. Mm. So I was going to ask you, do you think there's the same level of accountability for brands? Like, would the public in Taiwan maybe have the same kind of outrage at something that was selling like, I don't know, diet pills or stuff that people are like, what the hell? I would feel that things are definitely better now. And especially, mm. you know, many researchers, educators who are also on social media. So we actually break things down like why this is harmful in a very educational way but also you know always there is always space for improvements for example the, the ad that i saw why was it still on the metro mm-hmm. um and you can say well it's me kind of well no i wouldn't say i'm overthinking it but just that line alone like don't tell me natural is beautiful it's just it's so bad like mm-hmm. who gave that a green light you know and, and it just i really dislike something like that and also um, for example, when it comes to race, for example, we, we briefly touched on that Taiwan is, well, at least visually, very homogenous. And I really hope that more companies, they, they really know more, become more knowledgeable talking about race and say why some terms that they use, whether the English translation is the first word is capitalized or not, something that they probably thought it's a minor issue, but no, it would mean a very different thing. So, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to diversity and inclusion, there, there are always, you know, improvements to be made. But um, since I was a kid, versus now. I think things are definitely better. Let's talk about plus size models Uh, and plus size clothing. Mm. So that as well, like I've said, with marketing and stuff becoming more inclusive and social media as well, like having all these new kind of like influencers, there's also been a huge rise in like plus size models. um, And plus size I guess plus size clothing is pretty readily available in the UK um, and other Western European countries now what about in Taiwan that's a great question <laughs> and also like the the term plus size is already mm. it's so interesting to to break it down because right. why why the industry considers some people who are just naturally that way naturally uh, uh, like plus plus from mm-hmm. what like why do you why do we like coming back to the the dream summer body like yeah. why is that a standard but how people are just we are all we all look different and as long as you're healthy but yeah coming back to i, I yesterday I, I went shopping for a little bit i feel like not too much especially if we go to night markets well of course it's smaller vendors so they probably it's anyway we're not talking about supply <laughs> chains but i wish uh, things could be more in- inclusive yeah there's yeah, a lot of if we're talking about clothes and um, night markets and things so there's small. a lot of one size I I there's really, a lot of that like i i feel very lucky that i do fit again i do fit in most of them but not all some things just don't fit me mm-hmm. and so wow so it, according to that company and this whole supply chain demand thing i'm considered too much i'm already considered not fitting to a certain standard enough even mm. though i'm i just look the normal i love food i love working out just living a normal life and you're telling me that you're too chubby for the clothes that you're making it's it's um it's a little bit disappointing yeah and yeah. let's i liked what you brought up about like plus size and what does plus size actually mean because i do remember as well seeing as much as i said that oh yes that's becoming more of a thing in the uk but i do remember there was some stats about the average size of someone is in the uk i mean basically it's more in the what what people categorize as plus size range yeah, it's just normal um, human yeah, size yeah. yeah and i've read a few accounts of models and them being so like maybe like a uk 12 which is like i think below i have to check this but uh, basically a very you know very standard yeah. way and she was saying that she was basically um 
being cast as like a plus size model which was kind of just a bit crazy because that's I think even well smaller in quotation marks than the average size in the UK I think it's it's a a really important conversation to have like what even is plus size and why I guess why does it have to be branded as plus size yeah um very question but there are there are a few brands that I I have been following that have made conscious efforts to make sure that their size ranges are inclusive Mm. you know and not having like this is the plus size range just making it inclusive for all their customers which i really hope more brands kind of go in that direction definitely to keep it hopeful i think it's so amazing how far we've come and also i think really the next step for many things is just change how we approach things how we name things mm-hmm. and I, a celebrity come into came into mind um, i really didn't buy anything from um her brand yet but lizzo's brand oh yeah I, I know that um the the language she chose and also with her team uh, i really i really appreciate that it's just you know making customers making people feel good about the way that they naturally look mm-hmm. instead of oh you're you're too less or you're too much yeah, I think that that's really amazing. And um, so how do you think people in Taiwan, Taiwanese society can promote more inclusive and diverse beauty standards? Well, that's a great question, a big one. Mm. Well, so many things. I think um, I hang out with many friends who are teachers. I think, you know, having educators uh, who are adults and they probably grew up with, you know, similar background as us, you know, seeing how so-called beauty standards have changed. Um, in a way, I think from education and also mm. from, you know, parents and just families, especially, you know, I think just expand how expand how we define so-called beauty. Yeah. And I do important. think as we're having those more open conversations that as younger, the younger generations, like we're probably a lot more aware about this stuff and how a more open-minded compared to our like parents generation yes. or grandparents generation so i think there's hope regardless of like culture and country um and i was gonna say as well what would be a great thing again like not just in taiwan um like wherever Everywhere, yeah yeah but like giving compliments that aren't necessarily relating to appearance even if you're like no i don't want to like conform to this um beauty standard or this you know i'm fine we still kind of have that internal like thought in our head because we still know what society thinks of as beautiful or whatever so you know and and at the same time you know if you have a nice you're looking lovely today or whatever i still it's a nice compliment to receive but let's also expand that into being like well like thank you like you're such a great listener or you know you know things so much more than just looks people yeah so things that aren't relating to just your your appearance that's like also make compliments that are relating to like your insights yeah things that you can build instead of things that you really cannot change and there's another thing i wanted to talk about was the difference between the terms of curvy and fat so we've we've kind of touched on it a bit i wrote this article written by amy chan in 2019 so she's Taiwanese, but she like moved to America and then came back to Taiwan um, over the years. And she said that being of a naturally like slightly larger body type that didn't fit the standard, she felt that when she went to America, she suddenly felt, okay, this is amazing. I'm not fat anymore. I'm curvy. Like this term, which actually describes that you just maybe have like, you know, curves it's, it's not it's not fat necessarily mm. you just have more of a curvy body shape and again i was saying like the kardashians i think have a had a big role to play in this but yeah so curvy versus fat how do you think this 
kind of nuance has made its way to culture in Taiwan like today? I think it definitely has, but again, I wish it could be more uh, in, in a in a well for all the healthy reasons. Of course, um, we all interpret the same terms differently, but I. For example, I would prefer if someone calling instead of someone calling me fat, I rather they say, "Oh, you look healthy," or "You look, you know, yeah. cur- curvy. You have curves." Yeah, because that's yeah. Again, like so much just negative connotation uh, with the word with words like fat or you know not healthy and something like that. So yeah, I, re- I really wish there could be more. And definitely, also there's just so much nuances um, between languages like uh, English, the American English versus Mandarin Chinese as used in Taiwan. Some terms in Taiwan they they carry less or more gravity than almost the equivalent term in say American English. So right, yeah, I'm interested yeah. to actually talk about that more because, like we said, it's very common. For some people to when they greet you, they'll be like, "Oh, you've so like stupid. been so," or like you know, you've gotten fat you know, or you know, skinny. Sometimes when I'm feeling like feeling sassy, I ask them, "Oh, why? 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 In English, as opposed to in Chinese, I think it depends, and also mm-hmm. uh, again, it depends on the dynamic. Who's telling you that? And the other day, we were talking with Tomas, and I f- okay, for example, again, everybody's different, but say if it's in a dynamic of, say, your neighbor who's a grandma and commenting, you, oh, you're too soul, like you're too skinny. Mm-hmm. It's of course, like whatever, however you feel, it's completely valid. Probably you don't feel good because you're actually struggling with something or your diet. But most likely the grandma is saying this because like she she being like the house like the you know holding a family, so she she sees someone. You're probably oh you need to eat more. So it's yeah. from a you know position of you know showing care and it's concern. It's classic like, like yeah uh, classic grandparent thing. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, it depends. But I really yeah I really hope that we could you know be just more empathetic mm. and you know, inclusive. And, yeah, I would say because. I do think that if someone said that to you in like the UK or wherever, like, oh, they would, they, you could never acceptably say to someone, you've gotten fat. Yeah. I really that wish, would, you know, yeah. I actually hope that Taiwan could be uh, leaning towards more that side mm-hmm. because just why, how come sometimes <laughs> even in a professional setting, like maybe among, you know, um, employees of a similar age group, but why the first thing you saw that young person in a suit, it's, you comment on their body weight like why you yeah. can say that oh how's the presentation going do you have a pdf ready you can talk about anything but like oh <laughs> i don't even know you and let's talk about pressure towards men versus women so i think we both definitely agree that it does fall more heavily on women or people that identify as being um female and I've also noticed however that since I've come to like I've spent time in Asia not just Taiwan but that it also seems to carry over to men now I wouldn't say like anywhere as near as much but I would say from from my experience I feel like actually there's just there's also this pressure on men to worry about their appearance and the way they look and stuff and I and I think as well like in in some respect 
uh, in, in, in Western culture, in, in the, let's say UK, right? Some guys are self-conscious about like being too skinny and they need to put on muscle. Mm. Um, but I would say that's about it of what I've heard from my circle and the way that they look. Like they can get away with turning up to a date, like haven't showered, like they're yeah. just like tussled hair, like, you know, not giving whatever. They don't have anywhere near as much as a pressure, um, mm. I would say. Now here I've noticed that the standards are stricter, but it also seems that does carry a little bit more to men. I was interested what you think about that. Like I've heard, let's say Korea, okay, for example. Oh yeah, um, I think Korea is a good example. Yeah, that, yeah, so like um, some idols get serious like criticism, men as well, yeah. for being being overweight. Um, and then they, they so also sad. suffer with, this is, oh, by the way, this isn't, I want to just clarify that. I know that people, um, men in the UK as well, do struggle with weight issues and mm-hmm. eating disorders. That's definitely obviously i think i don't want to um dismiss the the struggles there but mm. just towards like according to my experience i do feel like there's a, a pressure that i hadn't really observed before in the uk where like men also have to be you know a certain way they also get commented on oh they're they're fat they're thin or they're, yeah. they've become skinny yeah I was, what do you think about this yeah there's definitely a well i think from from for all genders especially in the age of social media and again the society being very i don't know like capitalist <laughs> like you're not this enough that enough um uh, so you need to buy this so you could fix that um but yeah i think for for men it's uh well there's again so much like unhealthy standards it's like mm. you're you're you already have a busy life you don't have you cannot look quote unquote very put together all the time or yeah so um but i feel like in general at least from my experience, I feel like uh, women tend to get more of these like, wow, they're they're just never ending comments of how you look or how you could look mm. versus those on men. But I know that um, people that identify themselves as men also get so much just, you know, again, it's from also from stereotypes. It's like, oh, you have to be the breadwinner of your family or you have to have a good career. But also you have to look put together like a movie star when you wear a suit. No, people don't have time for that. Yeah, and I, just, I just really want, you know, this, our society to really view humans as in a like, human way yeah, yeah. It, I, it, it's getting better but yeah yeah so let's let's end on a, a positive note as we're tying up the the discussion so i feel like the takeaway from this is obviously we can't change like these huge brands and how they're doing and how maybe we could yeah. <laughs> well we yeah, maybe yeah. We, stay hopeful maybe yeah. we can but, let's, but it's harder unless you see an ad or something on social media and you want to hold them responsible like tweet them out whatever yeah. um definitely go for that but i think as well like you know in your day-to-day life let's you know focus on giving compliment stuff that isn't related to appearance exactly um, yeah. and and I, and I am hopeful like you said i'm hopeful for the future especially as like you know younger generations uh receiving a slightly more inclusive mm. version of what is beautiful so yeah any takeaways sharon no, you put it right, you know, wrap this <laughs> up so well. Yeah, agree. No, okay. more positive comments. Thank you so much for sharing like your experience and, and the A situation more in you. Taiwan. We'll see you all next week. And thank you for listening to Hot Stuff. Bye. Bye. Bye.